Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Visit No One Likes Us Clothing for all your Millwall clobber. www.noonelikesus.co.uk You're listening to After Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham, except no sandwich. Good morning, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. You are listening, of course, to the number one Millwall podcast. The following show is a, a slightly edited version of last night's live Twitter space broadcast via the miracle that is Twitter. I say edited because I try and take out the ums, the ahs, any coughs, splutters or libels that are recorded during what is quite a raw conversation at times. I hope you enjoy it. I very much enjoy these kinds of shows. Do try and join us. We're going to try and do a regular Thursday night live show, normally at 8 o'clock. If you want to join in the conversation, do uh, log on to it on Twitter after 8 o'clock on a Thursday and request to speak. And um, it's great to hear from a wide range of Millwall voices. Uh, Before we begin the show... I just want to mention, if I may, our tie-up that we've got with the Pundit Trivia, Football Trivia Board Game, Pundit. Christmas is coming, dear listeners, and as Richard Chaplow, 26 appearances, can you believe that? Nine substitutes, just the one goal for Richard. As he once said when he didn't play at Norwich one Christmas, you can't beat a good board game. And this is a good board game, it's set in a, on, in a football context, you, know, you answer a series of football trivia questions to try and score a goal. We have a deal with Pundit Games to get a 10% discount at the checkout with the code LIONS. The visit punditgames.co.uk, punditgames.co.uk. Type in the word in capitals LIONS and you'll get a 10% discount at the checkout. And best of all, every sale benefits by 10 English pounds, the Lions Food Hub. So if you're looking for a good Christmas present, a board game, to pass those hours after the uh, the Christmas festivities, I can fully recommend Pundit for the football nut in your life. So let's go straight over now after that little um, promotional to last night's conversation. Thank you for listening to listeners. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Achtung, Millwall. Just waiting for Harry to join me. And then I thought what we would do would be to organise a live space talking about our impending trip to Huddersfield on Saturday. Um, Harry, are you there, mate? 
I believe I am. Can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> There's a really weird period when you're talking to yourself um, on on this, which is um, a bit like being um, adrift in you know in a, in a lonely boat in the middle of the ocean. You start making you start like an internal monologue. Thing. Yeah, well, you, six at sea with no one listening to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on, H. Um, I thought what we'd do would be to hold a life space. We'll see who else wants to join us as as this thing goes along. Um, but I just want to talk about the strange Millwall season so far, um, and obviously our impending trip to Huddersfield on Saturday, because I was thinking about this today, I was out during the day, and I was thinking, it's actually been a really weird season, Harry, isn't it? Because, you know, we, we've, we've, we've plumbed some depths of boring football, let's, let's get it right and, and, and be open and honest, but now suddenly there's a real sense of momentum around the den. I mean, I, I was there on Saturday against West Brom and it was Millwall of the old school. It was Millwall, as you and I would have, um, you know, have, all, have spoken of many, many times that's, that's not been around. And it's a totally transformed sense, a sense of momentum and buzz. Um, I mean, I do find it weird. I mean, I managed to do something that I've been attempting to do for two seasons now, which is to play football for Southbank. Uh, as a one o'clock kickoff, and managed to get to the den, so I managed to get to both games. I missed, I missed Jed's theatrics, so I sort of, I yeah. walked into a um, to just before our first goal. So I mean, you could hear the atmosphere. I mean, the the, the tell is if you walk down Silwood, um, mm. and you can hear the den, you know it's a, you know it's either tasty or we're we're playing <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? There's either, there's, one, there's either one or two things are going on. Um, and, and you could hear it. And that that's not happened for a while. And I think that's sort of like the social barometer would be to ask those people in those lovely new flats that have replaced sort of the old Silver Estate and say, when they're playing well, does it make a difference to your Saturday afternoon? But um, it has been quite a weird season. I, I don't um, back away from the criticism that I've given Gary Rowett in the past. Um I'm yeah. glad that I am, uh, with that being said, I'm glad that he's proven me wrong. Um, but it feels like it took a long ter- long time for the stubbornness to drop the back five, like he's footballing principles. Um, and once we've done that, we've, we've shown that we're a really good side. And I do think we are a really good side. I think for the first time, maybe in the entire time we've been back in the championship, maybe since, dare I say it, sort of, the FA Cup, maybe the season when we had Chris Wood, uh, Kenny Jacket era, the first time where you yeah. think we've got goals, not just from one player, but we have got goals. We score goals now with with Bradshaw, with Fleming, with any of the of the two, but well, not the two, but three big centre halves that we've got, um, and and the goals are coming from everywhere. So so you expect to score. I might not expect us to get a clean sheet, but I definitely expect us to score, um, and. You know, Millwall fans would probably rather win three-one and be a bit entertained, or you know, uh, than than win a boring attritional one-nil. That's football. You get three points whether you win one-nil or three-one. Um, Gary Rowett definitely is in the. He'd much rather us win one-nil, but I think needs must. I think yeah, I think he was aware that there was pressure and there was calls for uh, people. There was grumbles of discontent, but. You know, you win, you win five games. What is it? We've won five games now and drawn one. So in the last six, I think it's us and Arsenal at the top of the form table over the last six games in all top, in all four divisions. So we're um, we're ticking along nicely. What what's really annoying is if we won Saturday, 
we've got this thing called the World Cup in the fucking way, haven't we? Because we could really sort of build then momentum. Uh, and, you know, we know what that's like. Yeah. And I fear, yeah. I fear we're going to... We get, I suppose it's good in a way because we could we could have a break and that might suit us in the sense that normally, like I, I count the last two sort of mad runs of the playoffs, the Harris unbeaten streak season and uh, the season of of um, last season where we nearly stuck in on the last day. Like we just seem to run out of puff, like maybe two or three games before the end, like in those runs and, and, and drop a result that we shouldn't. And I, I think maybe the break I'm hoping gives us chance to because I, I, there's no one in this league that's run away with it. we we have no right to be four points off top so it, it's there it's there tantalizingly madly well absolutely i think if you look at you know we, we've said it a few times on the shows recently but if you do look at the division there's there's really no one that's way way out in front of anybody else i mean we all know we're going to go to huddersfield or rock bottom of the table harry on saturday yes, we're going to come <laughs> come off of um you know i think we're third or fourth in the form table when i looked at that earlier on so as you've just said you know we're, we're going well um so you know how it's going to work out with a long northern trip up to huddersfield on saturday but actually i you know i i, I thought on saturday um for the first time for a long while pre-covid really we had that sense of pantomime theatricality jed for whatever reason decided he was going to play panto villain for the afternoon um which i think in a way ignited the place on you know, it, there was always going to be a bit of, uh, what's the modern word, bants. Yeah. There was always going to be a bit of that because that's what has to be done. But he decided he was going to turn himself into, um, you know, stroking his moustache almost and uh, leering at the crowd and gurning at the, uh, the at the cold blow lane in and whatnot, you know, for reasons that defeat me because it, that was, that was I don't know. I, I don't know if he was trying to prove something or prove something to West Brom. I don't know what was going through his head, but it, it worked to our advantage on Saturday. It certainly fired the place up and it was wonderful to behold, to be in the ground, you know, it, with a proper Millwall atmosphere. Um, you know, it just, it was, it was just, it was, it was refreshing. It was, it was, it's been a long time coming. It was a very hard one to work out for me, Saturday. I, I don't think he gave it a second thought. I just think he'd done what he used to do for us, really. Just done it against his yeah. own club. Um, I, I personally, I don't really have a problem with Jeb Wallace. I'll be totally honest. He he gave it a bit. We gave it back. We won. We got three points. Um, I, I think I think with the benefit of sort of Aaron saying what he know, what he knows about Jed and and Jed's career mm. and Jed's age. Jed has slowly gone there thinking they're going to get promoted and taking a bit of money at the, at the same time. Let's, let's not get... Yeah, which well, I don't blame but, him for, Harry. I don't blame him for that. No, do I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame him at all. Well, I think, I'll be honest, I think he's fucking probably kicking himself whether or not he'd admit that to anyone. <laughs> because you look at that table and they are more likely to be in League One next season than they are than they are in the Championship. Admittedly, they probably still might know what the Championship's like and famous last words. They still might finish in front of us. But... Um, like think of Forest last season, but uh, yeah, you know their their squad is a talented, talented squad. They signed the two best players in the division, like stats wise, in in Swift and and Wallace. And the problem is, is they have forgotten to sign a striker at the same time, so they look kind of toothless. And now Jed sort of, uh, I, I, it's weird because they won't fully commit like that team. Like there was a couple of moments when if they'd gone long in behind for Wallace to run at our back four. You know, they could have been in, and and it's almost like they're too good to play to 
to just Jed Wallace. Do you, do you know what I mean? Whereas our, our yeah. tactic has been, yeah. we want to make it about Jed Wallace. So I think Jed's reaction was one of, fuck me, I need to drag this team up by the bootstraps and give it to everyone and whatever, which I kind of have got no no problem with. I just think he forgot where he was. Yeah, I, mean, I think he forgot that. Yeah, <laughs> I think he remembered well, I quite quickly. <laughs> I think it was like a gen. I don't know. Like, I generally don't know if that was that. Like, it wasn't. I think it was Panto of kind of come mm. on, like doing it where he was. But then I also think it was, oh, fuck me. I think that's that's back within 10 minutes. That's, oh, fuck me. That's backfired. Yeah, like trying to trying to G up his. Well, he faded, faded from that, the game side, didn't he? Fade. That's it. And he also, I don't think he liked at the end, you know, he'd come over to the Dockers, Dockers lower, I see it. And he, he, he used to have quite an affinity with that stand. That was, you know, th- there's been countless times where Jed would have, um, especially in first halves of games, pretty much got us to start lively, attacking that away end and being on that side. And was yeah. clever enough to win a free kick with us baying for blood down there or, or, or do something and had quite an affinity. Um, and he got told to fuck off at the end. I mean, I clapped him because I think what he'd done for the club, his talent, you know, for one stupid action, I'll, I'll forgive him it. And, you know, if we got promoted, fucking, we've just said a swear word, but if we were to get promoted, is, it, is he good enough to play in the Premier League? I don't know. Is he better than what we got on the right-hand side? Of course he is. So with the money, would you take him? I would, but a lot of people are now going, he's burnt his bridges, he can never come back. Judas. It's not like he's gone to West Ham. It's, it's, it's not like he's gone to Cholton. You know, it is what it is. But he, he by fucking up, basically galvanised the den to, to you know... It, yeah, to, to greater heights. I mean, I think it was a great atmosphere. We, we did the show on Saturday. I think you can detect, um, listeners can detect what kind of uh, game it was, really. As, and it was just refreshing to be in it. I, I, I don't particularly buy this um he's burnt his bridges business i mean he in some ways you know he, he didn't need to do the uh kind of bruce forsyth muscle man thing that he did at uh, from what i could see of it up in bird corner don't know actually i didn't think of that that's an interesting point i didn't think of that um i thought because he, he does like a superman thing doesn't he? he's, he's like diving doesn't, and he always celebrations forwards his celebrations normally have been for his kid haven't he? his kid normally gives him the celebration that he's got to do but why he decided to do it for an assist i don't know but fleming usually no. does the does the muscle man sort of stands there and and boxes yeah that but yeah that's right so kind of like a schwarzenegger so type thing so isn't i don't it? know yeah. whether or not that was like supposed to be his piss take of that i don't know like is there? Do you reckon he's still? Is there banter there? I, I, I don't know. Like, don't know. Don't know. I think he was in. I, I was talking to uh, John on. We do the show with from time to time, and he, he went over. I think he gets there early, John, and he, he saw the West Brom coach arrive, and he said, "To whatever level you can judge it from, you know, from behind the uh, the, the stewards and the protection, and so lurch, to speak, that lurch, lurch and the Stasi all over there, you know." But he said that Jed looked quite emotional, and I think it would have been emotional because, all joking aside, you know, he did, he did put a lot into the uh, into the club. And one thing you could never say about him, under when he was wearing the Mill shirts, he always cared about the outcome and, and what he what he was personally put into the game. Um, it's, it is kind of sad that it all, all went a bit um, out the window on Saturday, but um, I mean, there we I are. Mean, I think the saddest, the saddest point is, and I, I've said it before and I'll say it again, the saddest point is, is if they could have come to an arrangement where he stayed for even till January this season and gone, look, Jeb, we're going for it in the summer for Millwall terms, 
stay for six months. If it ain't happening, go to wherever you want for nothing in in January uh, and join whoever looks like they're going to get promoted. He had enough quality, like credit in the bank to to get that deal, I think, in terms of championship sort of clout, shall we say. Um, yeah. And would he have made this better? I, I mean, I think I think he still makes us better. You know, I mean, how can you have a player of that quality at this level and not make you better? But well, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to lose him. I, I mean, I I think um, I think as we've said, I mean, state the bleeding obvious that he's gone to West Bromwich Albion in the expectation that they will be contenders, and they they may yet turn their season around. Um, remains to be seen. Um, they're, they're at the wrong end at the moment. Who knows what will happen after the the World Cup break? We, we'll see on that front. Um, I think the probably the problem was that he wanted to see maybe want to see Mill going for it but we when we go for it we've gone for players that aren't immediately obvious I mean I generally hadn't heard of Zian Fleming um, until he signed for us I hadn't heard of Vandras Vogelsam we both look like well Fleming looks like a star in the making Vogelsam looks like a very intelligent player and could well be one that makes a big impact for us but you wouldn't have known about them beforehand so possibly Possibly, you know, um, if we'd have gone for someone more well-known, obvious, which probably we wouldn't have been able to afford any, anyone that would turn his turn his head in that way, we, we might have retained him. But that's ifs and buts, isn't yeah. it? It's, um, you know, he, he chose to move on. And I just I just thought Saturday's game was just an enjoyable, wonderful Millwall performance um, and that's why we go to football you know even if we don't get promoted this season <laughs> you enjoy that kind of yeah um, you, that kind of that kind of showing age, yeah you, you do I mean if we don't get promoted this season well I don't, I don't well, well I, mean, I mean the odds are always against us getting promoted aren't well, they I mean there's always I, 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 a, you can never well, say I, I mean I'll be honest I don't think they are I think I look at everyone in front of us I look at I look at I look at that atmosphere at the Den. That has got to be the blueprint for every game at the Den this season. I mean, it's very difficult for us to to have a pantomime villain every week, but it's um. Well, yeah. But, but yeah. you know, the the form at the Den is not is uh, is has been over Gary Rowett's tenure and rebuilt under Neil Harris before him to be very very good over the last sort of four or five years and. It's it's a shock when we get beat now. It's a shock when we don't win, let alone you know get beat. But um, well, it's become so. It's become yeah, so, isn't we, it? Um, we, we don't. We take a little bit for granted. But if we can, you know, if we can start picking up wins away from home, you know, one win, one win in three, you know, one one win compared to having to get three draws, is I think the the, the little bit that Gary Rowett kind of struggles with away from home that. Millwall fans would rather lose 2-1 away from home twice on a bounce and then go and nick a 1-0 last-minute winner in a game where we played well. You know what I mean? Then get three draws. Uh, and you get the same amount of points, you know. So, um, look, at that table, there is, there's some mad stats in the Championship. I mean, Watford. Look at Watford. Watford were fucking awful against us. They didn't look like they could defend, you know, against the under-11 no, under no, no, side. No. You know, very, very simple set-piece routines. Causing causing chaos, and I mean that's to that's to our credit and their detriment. But the next week they go and beat Luton, who are tipped to some kind of you know money ball, some football yeah, in yeah. force. That's right. And they yeah. beat them four 0 You know, um, it's, uh, you know Cardiff are fucking awful. Swansea seem to win then lose, win then lose every time I look at them. Sheffield United have going for a rough patch. Like Burnley, I think Burnley have, have you know. We're top of the uh, table at the moment. Burnley, top of the table. They've moved down away at Sunderland and, and won four two. But you know, there's um, there's, there's no, there's yeah. every, every there's every hope. I mean, I, I'm just 
um, looking at the table at the moment. Um, for, for one minute, I thought we were high. I was looking, it's the form table, listeners. I was looking at the form table, six, the we? actual table. We're six in the actual table, but we're four. I'll take your hand off for that now. To be the, I'll take your hand off for that to finish like that. I, I just end the season now. Oh, six yeah, spot. I'll take your hand off. If we do, if we do that, it'll be some achievement. But you know, dream, dream a little dream, listeners. We're still only um, six points. Off of the top spot, and that's not undoable. I mean, I, I think we've we, we, we? uh, yeah, we played 16. Burnley's on top where they played 17, so they've got 32 points. So, you know, Could be we, obviously, points. we need to maintain. <laughs> we, we, we've lurched from um, calling for a taxi from Mr. Rowett last week to, <laughs> to suddenly talking about winning the thing, you know. Um, cliche week, a week's a long time in football. Ain't it just? Ain't it just? A long, long time in politics is even longer time in football. Um, yeah, I, I, I see no reason. I mean, I, I, for, by hook or by crook, for whatever reason, willingly or unwillingly, stumbled on the four-man defence. Um, he stumbled on a group of players that lend themselves well to a more attacking stance, Harry. And whether he's got there wanting that, I don't think he did want that. He's, I think he would still. Uh, talking about Gary Rowett, of course, uh, yearn for the three-man central defence and the wing-backs. But, but this format, this formation with the players we've got suddenly makes us look quite useful going forwards. And, you know, the, the, the results are doing the talking at the moment, aren't they? I, I, think it's, I think it's just become, suddenly, it's gone from being a very boring, mundane season into a really enjoyable, prospectively really enjoyable season. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Achtung, Mailball. So much more comfortable and settled, you know. I mean, Scott Malone, for example, has been looking very comfortable on the, on the left side oh, of God. defense. And, um, you just you proper called that on. The one player you can't say that about. You proper called it on there. Well, I thought, I thought, I thought he looked all right on Saturday. I thought he, I thought he looked okay, personally. He's got, he's got um, one in him every game. A bit like old school Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson will make one mistake a game. You just used to hope that it weren't fucking something that led to a goal. Um, 
Got, got, <laughs> but, but don't, don't the whole side have one in and no, around? No, they, I mean, do, they do. They do. But Scott everyone Malone, is. Scott you know. Malone just irks me. He's like, I like him as a like. Don't get me wrong. He's a character, and he's a Millwall character because his his story is, you know, it's very strange that he's still at our football club. Like, I mean, he's been written off more times than you. Then, I mean, it reminds me a little bit of Alan Dunn, but in a way that you try and kill him off. Every time you try and kill him off, he comes back stronger than he did before. But um. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's it's quite strange, but I think I think he played well on Saturday. I think he made one mistake against Jed, and Jed obviously ran down the end and assisted for the goal. But other than that, he's quite assured. I also like the fact that we've signed Callum Styles, who is an Hungarian international, um, and uh, who plays left back for Hungary and played left back twice in the team that beat England twice, who are one of the favourites for the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. haven't played him left back yeah. yet. <laughs> is that no, is that no, not no, the we haven't. No. That you've ever heard that you sign like this highly rated international left back and you don't play him at left back. Um, play him every, everywhere, but where he's supposed yeah. to be, probably possibly cleaning the dressing rooms. Yeah, I mean, just to inter- interrupt you, Harry, we, we're joined by Steve Lee. Hello, Steve. Can you hear us, mate? And I've, I think I've released you into the into into the conversation pen with us. Are you there, Steve? I think his mic's muted still. In, in the bottom left, you've got You're to turn mo- it off, Steve. Ah. Yeah, my there, there, there we are, mate. Yeah. Ah, good evening, gentlemen. Nice to nice to meet you again, Steve. Nice to talk <laughs> yeah. to you, mate. Thanks for joining us on the show. Um, I just saying, what a strange season it's been, mate. This, yeah. this year. Well, um, I was I was really prompted by your your um your you were talking about the obsession that uh, Gary wrote initially had with the five at the back. Um, yeah. And I think that the the fact that he's now hit upon four at the back and, and playing a slightly different combination in front of that with, it's not four, four, two, but it's the combination of two uh, in midfield then three and one. Yeah. But his recruitment was built around five at the back. It seems to me. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. and uh, he's, he's now got to work out how he can make, um, you know, probably sold he, the club and, he, and, and, and the club's, hopeful fortunes this season on the fact that that's the way they were going to fit into this, this group. Um, so he's, he, I think he's got a bit of difficulty here um, uh, to keep everybody happy, um, but they seem a happy group at the moment. That's for sure. From what I saw on, on Saturday. Um, but I, you know, I, it, it's something that it's it, the unexpected always turns up in football. Uh, yeah, and true. now he's, uh, and now he's got a couple of injuries as well with, you know, Hutchinson out for a, a few games. Um, will Murray Wallace be able to come back in time to fill the gap or does he p- persevere with Cresswell? You know, there's a number of things he's really got to play with here. And and he's it, it will be a true test of his managerial ability at this moment in time for me. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've stumbled across the good form. Um, I, I, I think... Um, I, th- I think that luck uh, plays its part because it really would have been not very long since we were calling for a taxi for him, wasn't it? And, yes. Yeah. You know, um, now, you know, Harry and I, um, and Harry, you're a noted Rowett sceptic, aren't you? Have been for some time, in, in fairness. But now, with momentum and some good results, suddenly it looks and feels very, very different. It's a, I suppose that's, that's football in a, in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's gone back to where he was when he first took the job like that's the difference like we've got he's he, when he first took over he'd do stuff like this like the intelligent sort of change where we've gone from goal uh from the kickoff where cooper goes forward all those little sort of things that you work on on the training ground little ideas little bits of inspiration that top coaches have you yep. know your set pieces are 
you know, a, a ridiculously easy way to score goals, like in, in comparison. Like, that's something you can work on. Yeah, they might not come off, but you, you put time and effort. That really does take some hours on a training ground to make sure everyone knows that set play routine. And the Americans are the best at it, obviously, like NFL style. Everyone knows where they're going. We're running this play kind of thing. This yeah. is the number, whatever. But but to do that, you started doing that again. And all of a sudden, it makes no... It kind of doesn't surprise me that all of a sudden... The, the team trust him again. You know, I mean, it's like they've fully got behind going, we'll yeah. playing for it at the back now. It's what we want. Um, and, and Hutchinson is, uh, you know, Hutchinson, mate, is so important to that back four. I know we've lost him now for a little bit. Very but, true. But he makes Cooper go from being like a fucking Sunday league centre-back with six or seven. To, <laughs> that's that's Cooper, hard. Cooper suddenly, like, no, but he, he yeah. really does because all Cooper then has to worry about, he goes, right, well, I'll go and win this ball on the halfway line. I know Hutch is covering for me, and I know Hutch, if I get in trouble, he's going to get the yellow card to me, and it's fine. And he, he's naturally the leader, and he raises Cooper's game. Whereas when you've got Mary Wallace, Creswell, and Cooper in there, it's like there's no leader in that in that battle. Everyone's going, well, where's that? Hutch hasn't shouted. Oh, fuck, was conceded. Like, it's, it's literally like that. But it's very, it's very, um, it's very interesting watching the Watford game back on telly. And he mm. is a bit of an unsung hero. Is how much work Savile does in that midfield, yeah. and he's, he, he, you know, he's, he's, his role's changed since he was here in the season where we knew under Aris, where we knew got there and he got ten goals. But it, he's now like a, he's now like it's just he sort of roams around the pitch being a shit house, like, and he does really intelligent little. We'll have a little pullback, but not enough to give a free kick away, but just off balance the player. Someone else comes in and gets the ball, gets away with it on the blind side of the rest. That's really intelligent little things to break up play. And and we missed him on Saturday in, in some situations, but Billy Mitch is getting better. I think Mason Bennett coming back into the team. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, for the goal, that is that is what we've been missing like so so much during the season. And I totally understand why. Gary Rowett probably didn't go for another winger when you've got Mason Bennett, you know, fit and firing. The problem if he is, can stay fit. Well, the problem the is, is we all know. The problem is we all know he can't stay fit. So this this is the thing that annoyed me about it is that Mason really can play, especially now that you've got five subs. We need to get better at managing his game time. I would rather forty five minutes of Mason Bennett a week than have. 60 minutes and then he's injured and we don't see him for three games. I'd rather have 45 minutes knowing that we're going to get that and burn the sub because you've still got four subs to make. Do you, do you know what I mean? We're not, it's not, it, it needs to be managed in that sense. He keeps bringing on a phobia and I've got no, I know he, I know he spun the man for the goal, but I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, he made it easy for him to get him sent off. Um, and I, I just can't have him anymore. I just don't think he wants to be here. He don't look fit compared to the other two. Um, but that's the, that's the only negative I can find at the moment. So fuck, fuck me, we're doing we're doing all right if I can only find one negative. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wonder whether we'll make. I mean, we've got the World Cup break looming, Steve, haven't we? And then yeah. the the uh, the January transfer window. I wonder whether we will make some <clears throat> some moves to to address some of what you just said, because as you say, we, we seem to have we've settled upon a formation and approach that uh, is achieving. Um, league success at the moment. We, we're long season to go yet, but um, we are still slightly. Um, the, the squad doesn't quite uh, 
isn't quite moulded into it. I wonder whether he'll maybe look at um, someone up front. I, I, I know what Harry means with a phobia. He, he, I, I much, much prefer to see Tom Bradshaw, but then there's no one else after Tom Bradshaw, particularly up front, unless you're going to play uh, Vogel Sammer in the centre. We don't seem to like to do that, does he? Yeah. I, I just come back to Harry's point about um, Savile. I think Savile's uh, contribution over these next few games with um, Hutchinson missing will be absolutely crucial. Um, that that uh, that ability to get around the pitch and break attacks down, and and he's he's doing it with a lot of skill and ability, and doesn't waste the ball. Okay, it'll there'll often be the the Darren Wall clearance, put it out for a throw in, and then you know give one reset and 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 uh, 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 get set up again to defend properly. But sometimes Savile does win the ball and gives gives it to Mitchell, and then Mitchell gets away. You know, and those those sort of those sort of opportunities are priceless if the if the you know if the team can make uh, make uh, make hay with it. But um, coming up on the, from the forward point of view, you know, we, we all know that you know Bradshaw gets this run of form and then picks up a knock or picks up an injury, and then yeah, is he? You know, does that really knock him back again? And and uh, and is is a phobie going to do the same chasing down and sh- uh, 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 of defenders? He doesn't. It's not his natural game. So we have to adapt again for a different forward in that uh, advanced position. So uh, maybe he has got a look, uh, and maybe there is someone like Kiefer Moore out there. Shall I throw into the ring that um, if he's not playing for Bournemouth? Um, you know, he, he might be able to do a do a job for us in the new year. Who knows? Or, or a, a wonderful, wonderful um, made-up rumour on, on today of uh, Lyle Taylor. Did you see that one, Harry? Oh, <laughs> I did see that. That won't happen. <laughs> no, I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. But it's I from am... a, an account called Football League World, which I think is someone sitting in their back bedroom taking time out from playing some video game or something. You know, is yeah. it... But it just made me laugh because it caused a controversy online. But I do wonder whether we will be looking for more options up front or have we got enough already? What do you think, H? Have we got enough up front at the moment for you? I think if, I think if we sign a winger, we can release uh, Vogelsammer to, to play more central. Front. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think so. I don't necessarily... Because strikers are expensive, as we know. They are. And, um, yeah. and the problem is, is Bradshaw does so much pressing does so much work that it's so noticeable when when you when you take him off and he he really is is so important to the way we play even more so in this in this four two three one um because you need to press from the front and sort of and because basically a four two uh four two three one basically becomes a four five one without the ball basically that's that's what happens so uh I can see a reason why we signed the phobie, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock the the logic behind that. I would just question the mentality of someone that's going to play European football at a team that's got a chance of winning their league um, to come and play in the championship for a team for an unfashionable team like us. That has got to be a mentality shift, and I just don't think that I just don't think he's all there, and I I, I can't really blame him for that because. We've all we've all wanted to leave jobs and, and not wanted to be at places and uh, De- desperation know, maybe if you're yeah, if you're out, own, out of a job basically yeah, Arian yeah they're it? all they're maybe all maybe drove it I don't know yeah so so I, I can't really knock him in that sense he's not a wage fee I mean you'll. I mean, the penalty you mm. missed the other week was fucking awful. I mean, I'd rather let Billy Mitch take it or fucking Danny Mac, but Jesus, um, and they can't hit a band or a banjo, both of them. But it, it's um, it's interesting. I think. I think it would be an intelligent thing to try and sign someone 
from a lower league club. I don't. I, I get what you're saying with Kiefer Moore. I also think Bradshaw's run of form has got something to do with a certain tournament in a few weeks' time, and the fact <laughs> yes. that Wales, Wales, <laughs> which Wales tournament would that be? I wonder. Wales, yeah. Wales don't have any strikers uh, at all <laughs> playing. So, I mean, I think I think I don't think he'll get in that World Cup squad, which I think will be a travesty, <clears> to be honest, because. Just because he doesn't play for Swansea or Cardiff, really, seemingly, will be the will be the reason for that. Um, but it's to our game. That he's full full of industry, though. I mean, Steve. I mean, as I was saying on Saturday, he's a he's for a, for a, a small man. He's used as a target a lot of the time. He does really well in that role. I think. Yeah, it's, he's. Yep, he's he's working at that. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but you know, if if Rowett's got any savvy. He would actually say to Bradshaw, you know, this is your chance to, you know, show your show your your, your abilities, you know, score a few goals and make yourself available for a World Cup tournament. Now they don't come along very often in a player's career. No, they what, don't. My, what greater motivation could you have to, you know, to to give a kid like uh, Bradshaw? So, um, you know, I I I think there's a there's a there's a case for saying it's there's an outside chance. Um, uh, but he's 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 a he's got to stay fit and b he, if he keeps carrying uh, carrying or scoring, uh, it, there's no doubt. Uh, it, you know, p- um, what, what's the guy's name? Is it Page, the uh, manager there? Yeah, uh, Page. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's Ryan, got to look Ryan at Ryan. Get well. Technically, it's Ryan Geeks because they still haven't sacked him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's technically innocent. Legal, legal. Yeah. Any 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 yeah, lawyers listening? <laughs> still at yeah. the moment. Um, uh, I mean, Steve, you and me go back a long way between us. I think we've got about 100 years worth of new support <laughs> between us. Um, Harry, not quite so long, but um, I'm, I'm looking at, there's a story today on, on the uh, London News online for uh, Gary Rowett's talking about Zian Fleming um, praising him to the eyeballs, saying how you know he's got five goals already and there's more to come. Mm. Um, I'm... I think this boy has, I mean, A, he's got star quality, Steve. I, I yep. think he's potentially, because he's got to fulfil that potential, um, but he could be one of our, well, if he stays with us, he might not stay with us, but he could be one of our best players. I think he's got the ingredients. What do you think? Yeah, I I, I, I can see, I can see signs of, of where he, he yeah. wants to do more. He wants to bring more to the game for for the side. Uh, and and uh, and I like the fact that he gets a little frustrated at times that things haven't quite come off for him. But it doesn't matter. You know, we know in an advanced position, we can afford him to be a little bit more, should we say, gregarious, if that's the right word. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, whereas, you know, sometimes if he's, he's a little too deep and loses it in the wrong p- uh, part of the gra- uh, pitch, then he's a liability. Um, but there's, you know... Opposing sides now will focus upon his contribution to our team, so that will really show. You know, work gets around, yes. so it will really show his true ability. Now he's a more of a marked man, should we say, rather than the surprise package that he's been probably for the first couple of months of this season. He's, he's got to escape their attention. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to over overcook that, and I'm just thinking, is he? He's got the potential, listeners, to be one of our best. I think. Um, he's got to he's got to prove it, and that and that's going to be quite an important aspect of, of the game that he's got to conquer. But the imagination, I mean, that, the disallowed goal, Harry. I mean, uh, Tyler oh. put it. The the overhead oh. pass was, um, you know, lifted lifted you out of your seat. Although I was standing up already. I I that was the first goal in a long long time, Millwall wise, that I just. I stood up and applauded it before it had even gone in. No, the imagination. I mean, it was just, no, yeah. no, it was just, it was just so, it was just one touch passing. And I mean, 
Fury, I, I mean, I still looked it. I still think he's onside. I don't, I don't know. No one's got the VAR lines out, thank fuck. But um, <laughs> we're around four minutes. Could you imagine a four-minute delay at the den? The very clever way that he just manipulates that ball. It's so inventive just to flick that part. One, the skill to do it. Two, to have the idea to, to, to pull it off. And then three, the execution of the idea just shows why... I mean, I've heard a couple of people in my block say that's Sheringham, right? Like in terms of the mental, the mental being a step in front of people, and I totally, I totally get it because he's not blessed with. Okay, he's tall, but he's not the tallest. He's not the most athletic in terms of. He's got pace, but he's not blisteringly quick. He doesn't really. He, can, he rides challenges quite well, but he's not. He's not the best at all these things. But he's good enough that in one package, he is a class player. Do you know what I mean? He's not. He's not. There's not one outstanding piece of, of physical attribute that puts him in front of everyone, and you can understand why. It's purely his mental capacity for what needs to happen in a game of football and how it opens up before him is very, very noticeable um, at the I'm moment. Being, and I, I, I'm being picked up. Neil, Neil Fisler online, just like I'm looking at Twitter, he says it's ridiculous. I'm talking about me here. I, uh, ridiculous to say he can be one of our best players. Um He's, he's got to prove a lot, of course. I mean, I, I think he's got the ingredients to be one of our best players. And the reason I say that is he combines clear talent. I mean, you know, we, we've, we, we've seen that. Modern, you could say modern day players, because like, I understand that people go like Alex Stepney. Alex Stepney's like, well, my, it's like my granddad's childhood. It's not fucking, I, I, I admit that. Yeah, he's probably a great seven mil player who played in the European Cup, right? But, but that was a long, long time ago. Football was completely different. I totally understand where people are coming. Well, he has, from, he like, has, the, he has the skill. He has the skill ingredients. Uh, for me, he does. He's got strength on the ball. There's, there's, there's huge amounts he's got to do yet. And I take the point. But my point is, he has the potential to be one of Millwall's best players. They may move on because we might sell him. Um, you know, if he becomes worth him. a lot of money, we, we might sell we him. Won't. We won't sell him in January, and if we get to, you know, if we get to the no. playoffs and we get promoted, we will, we'll sell him the end of next season when we get relegated. So it'll be, it'll be <laughs> when we get relegated, oh, look at that. No, I, I, I think. <laughs> what, I do think... you do? Right, okay. Let's get it right. If we get promoted, we are going on a one-season relegation tour. That is, that is what is happening, and we'll be sorted <laughs> for the next three years in parachute money. So that, <laughs> that is the idea. Well, Neil's replying. He said, "I think he's making that point." He says, "It can't be serious because you won't be at the club long enough." Um, <laughs> Achtung, Mailball. Neil on onto the show, so we might hear from any any moment now. Are you there? I am indeed, mate. Sorry if I sound like a frog. <laughs> you say you can't be serious because uh, Z and Fleming won't be at the club long enough. I, I, I think I take that point. I think we'll probably have to cash in on him at some stage. Mate, but... he is not going to become an all-time great Millwall player. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, that's dealing reality and not in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, they bought him for one reason, one reason only, and that's to actually to increase value. Yeah, and then we'll sell him. He won't be at the club long enough. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, the well, ingredients are yeah, there to be like going a, back a... to the old Jed Wallace argument, wasn't it? When Jed Wallace left, everybody started to cry and say, "No, Jed Wallace is one of our all-time great players." No, he's not. No. He's nowhere near it. Neither will Fleming. Fleming will be remembered, yeah, as a very, very good Millwall player. Not an all-time great. Why is it when every time 
somebody with some ability turns up. Because it's so fucking rare. It is it's rare. rare. <laughs> you want to rewrite history all the time. <laughs> It's yeah. it's like stumbling across the Koenor diamond. It don't happen very often, you yeah. know. Maybe maybe it's that down there. I, we normally I, I, get people like a Bufafana turn up or fucking Peter Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, isn't it isn't it more of an issue here where I don't see anyone complaining about the fee that we paid for him? One point seven mil. Um, because I think that's good value, and we we should make money on that. But equally, you know, we've paid some money out for some real duffers in the past. You know, oh, I'm going back to Paul Goddard, you know, claim. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. There's there's exactly there's a, there's there's a few few people we've signed over the years. The Russians. Um, oh, absolutely. Well, it, 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 it's funny you say that, Steve, because I was looking at the. Um... I think it might have been from last night. John Daddy Budvarsson scored for oh. for Bolton oh. Wanderers, and he's, he's, oh. he's, you know, he's, he's kind of scored a goal, um, a, a six-yard box chance that he's put away, and he's run to the corner flag, and all his teammates have dived dived on top of him like they've just won the World Cup, you know. Um, but we paid we paid some serious money for John yeah. Daddy Budvarsson. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, there's always an element of gamble in that. I I just think, and I take Neil's point to be honest with chaps, because I think that um, we will have to cash in. In, in many ways, that's the Brentford model of, of how to get success or the Bournemouth model, Neil, isn't it? You bring players in, sell them at, at a profit, you know, and then move upwards with signing other players in. Yeah, but let's be honest. Yeah, but we've been on about this model for two or three <laughs> years, haven't we? And yeah. this is what we've got to do. Yeah, we actually robbed the Ducks blind getting yeah. in from, for 1.7 million quid. God almighty. <laughs> well, they what were they doing? Thinking flopping. Because, because, because yeah, it must be worth at least five million quid now. But isn't that a even more? Isn't that a tribute to our recruitment team? I mean, yeah. you know, it's much much maligned. Um, you know, we we we, we um, He's come back, isn't he? Alex has come back. You know, um, but I think that's right because that's a great deal, Neil, um, to sign Ian Fleming for one under two million quid, which is small change in the modern football world, and to have an unproved, a proving talent. We see it game by game. I just think he's got all of the ingredients to uh, Mate, go to distance. Whether that be with us, I don't know. yeah, we said in the summer how Alex Aldridge has upped his game since he came back and 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 has actually upped our recruitment game because we're no longer looking at the uh, Abu Pafanas, are we? And, uh, and <laughs> Hopefully <the> not. <laughs> and the other pups that we, that we seem to get, the Sean Bats, although Sean Bats was, uh, it was, a, it was, it was an honest player, wasn't he? Sean yeah, Bats. well, at his level. Yeah. But... But no, it's very superb that we're actually looking at these players and that we're identifying these players. Uh, yeah, we're not through playing football manager or anything well, like that, or FIFA. It was interesting speaking to a couple of years ago. I've done a you're not tuning up an engine out there, Harry. Are you saying like someone's? No, it's, uh, not, it's not me. It's, it's not you, Steve. You're not tuning up no, an engine, but it's, it's not. <laughs> So, well, it's definitely, well, not, not. Def- definitely not tuning engines anymore. I've moved up in the world, mate, as you well know. I do, um, yeah. Well done. Yeah. yeah, cheers, mate. What do we make of Callum Styles, chaps? I mean, there's another story here saying uh, Callum speaking to Richard Corley said we stepped on the gas, which we have, obviously, recent results. Um, I, I quite like him, but it's... I mean, you made the point earlier on, Harry, didn't you, about him not playing in his most favoured position, but he's he's one of these... Uh, utility players, he'd better play anyway. I, I quite like the look of him, but he's 
I mean, I think we're still finding out about him at the moment to some extent. He won't be here long enough. There's another one that won't be here long enough. I think so. We sell him on as well. Yeah. We he's on loan, isn't he? He's, he's a loan player. No, no, it's a loan with an agreement to buy. It's basically ah. it's because we wouldn't get it. And I was led to believe, or at the time, sort of mentioned that I think we signed him with 16 seconds left of the transfer window. And um, it wasn't enough time to get the transfer side of that done. But basically... He signed a, a new deal as he went to go, and we basically agreed what the fee would be at the same time. So, um, yeah, we were they, supposed to send the Lafe in the opposite direction, but apparently they ballsed up the paperwork, didn't they, or something? Oh, uh, on, on purpose, or <laughs> I'm There's not a... sure. Yeah, well, like, yeah, I think I read in the South London Press that Isaac Lafe was supposed to go in the opposite direction on loan. He's become a name, Neil, isn't he, that's faded from general view now. I mean, it doesn't take long in football to fade quite quickly. He's never going to play. I mean, at the start of the season, there was, there was, you know, it was a name that we regularly mentioned as a, a forward option. But he's, he's just... It's a real like, shame. It's yeah. a real, real shame because you watched him at the start of the season and you were just willing him to score that goal. I think even Harry was probably willing him to score a goal. I'm not quite saying something, isn't it, for eight Actually, have a bit of sympathy for somebody or a player. But... <laughs> No comment. <laughs> I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of. I have a lot of sympathy for a lot of Millwall, Millwall, um, Millwall youngsters that uh, support the club and get treated quite badly. There's quite a few. They sort of tend to hang around League Two, and um, quite a lot of the time afterwards, you know, I'm thinking of the Sid Nelson now at Dover or someone like that, and and just I feel sorry for them more than I feel sorry for Isaac Lofi still still at Millwall. But I think I think we're mismanaging him in the sense that you know. I don't think a loan to Rotherham either is the is the particularly the greatest of ideas Millwall wise. Um, I think he would have been better off going to maybe an AFC Wimbledon or a Gillingham or a Charlton. Someone back down to the Sutton, road. perhaps. Well, like yeah, you know, it's 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 about it's about levels, and you learn. I think being in this successful team is a is a more beneficial um, is a beneficial experience to a striker rather than sending him to someone that's struggling, where he's you know all of a sudden it's. It's a lot more difficult for a young striker to learn their craft. You know, some of the Kenny Jacket stuff still rings true about learning his trade and stuff like that. And I think the striker, what's their peak, 28 to 32. So he's still got a long time. But we do we do tend to... We, we've not been good in the past at developing players who come through our system. We're getting better at taking other people's developments, which I suppose well, we can't really moan about. But we do need to... I mean... Billy Mitch, Billy Mitchell, and Danny Mac are the two. Well, I was just going to mention Billy Mitch. I mean, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, Steve, he's he's a, one of our own. He's come through the ranks, and yeah. I think he's really, 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 and I include Saturday's performance, really improved game by game. It's wonderful to watch him uh, gaining stature out there. I think Saturday was a particularly strong showing by Billy. Well, I saw him uh, play in a, an away game at Oxford. And I think it was a League Cup game a couple of years ago. One of his first starts. Right. And uh, it was to, to, it was a pretty poor game, uh, to be honest with you. But he, he played and, and was a standout player in the side. Apart from, we had a, a right back at the time. We had just recently signed from Wickham. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but well, also... Uh, no, it was after Sender. It was um, the one we sent back to Wickham, who played yeah. like, oh, like yeah, McCarthy. McCarthy. Yes, yeah. oh, he, McCarthy. He, oh, yeah. he and he and Mitchell really stood out that night, uh, and 
Uh, and I, I uh, and as I say, Mitchell was a kid. So really, I know he's a youngster now, but he was a real, real novice there. But they, they were both very good. Uh, and I think, uh, I, I think we we were two nil up or something or two, uh, and we got hit by a couple of late goals, and they beat us in extra time. Anyway, at the end, at the end of that, it was Mitchell's introduction, and you could see there. You know the, the 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 passion he had, the ambition he had, and and uh, and the innate ability that was you know uh, likely to be uh, likely well coming through now as we now see. But I'd like to come back to Alafu in, uh, in in one respect because I think there's a case, and I don't know how these systems work with the loans, but you know there's if Wright could get him out on loan in January, get him a few games somewhere. The end of the season this 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 year or in 2023 could be very, very important to us to have a couple of really informed players that are available. Mm. And, and, if there's, and if there's a callback clause that you can get them back for, you know, for the, the, the back end of the season, it could be very important to have a lot, of, you know, a wider choice of players after a long, hard season, particularly if he's been out getting some games time and, and, and getting match fit in that period. So, you know, I think if, if, if Rowett's wise there, he could actually play that circumstance quite cleverly but um who knows I, I, so i don't know how it works particularly with the the callback uh, uh, opportunities but um you know he, he's got to have all the cards in his deck available that's that's what I, you know my advice to row it in these circumstances well we know we know he listens he says he doesn't but we we we, we believe he listens to our show so and he gets tips he gets tactical tips from us steve so i'm, <laughs> I'm sure he's, i'm sure he's on it um yeah. chaps I, I thought just to close i've, I've nicked um, richard Corley's takeaways from saturday he does four takeaways from the game against west brom and they're quite interesting i thought we'd just run through them and see what we think to to each of them because the first one on this list is actually quite interesting i think neil would make this point Previously, um, we're on 26 points. We're currently um, fifth when Richard wrote this six at the moment. Um, we're on 26 points, which is two more than last season, which is beats uh, the same time for us in 2020 when we had 20 points. We had 21 points at the same stage in 2019, uh, 16 in 2018, and 17 uh, in 2017. So 26 points at this stage is by far our best performance oh. of these past what's that five years yeah yeah and i think we're actually probably in one of our best positions in the last five years i looked at absolutely the table earlier on mm-hmm. and i think we're six aren't we we're six six we're tonight yeah when yeah. did we go up a place or something so um yeah but it's all looking good i just want to go back to what steve said about a laugh eh? i just yeah. wonder that if we're up if we push on a couple of places by the time this World Cup break comes up and then the transfer window opens just after we come back, doesn't it, I think? I think we come back about a couple of weeks before Christmas, is it? We've got uh, December, this, this, December the 3rd is our game. Against yeah, it's Sunderland. a Sunderland game, over, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. We're live on telly on that. Um, yeah, I just wonder if, 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 if we're up and about the top four, top five, by his end, and it's still pretty compact. I wonder if he'd want to send somebody out on loan. Would he want uh, everything in reserve just in case we do mm. run of injuries? Because let's face it, all of our strikers are quite likely to pick up an injury, aren't they? Can yeah. be fragile. We're keeping, we're keeping, we're keeping Tom Bradshaw in a hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> 
and he's not being allowed out unless he's playing football. We're basically keeping him locked up under lock and key. And that <laughs> net, I mean, the thing is as well, everyone seems to have forgotten with Bradshaw that he'd done his cruciate knee ligament like three three months into being here. Like, and he would that affects players. Like that does affect like the way you move, everything like that. So we're probably not even ever seen him at what we signed him as. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true, true. I mean, we, obviously, after the break, we'll see, we'll see how how the season continues. It is a very odd season with so many. It's such a stop-start feeling. I'm just looking at the second um, point that uh, Richards made here. His four takeaways. He's talking about um, the noise levels on Saturdays. Obviously, we had the pantomime of of Jed. And he's made some points to calling him Jed. You were calling him Wallace before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, Wallace, yeah, 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 Wallace, Wallace. Yeah, no, it's called Ferret Face, actually. Ferret, but, ferret Face. But, well, let's get on with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But he's, uh, he's saying uh, the referee gave the free kick from which Scott Malone, um, which led to Scott, uh, Scott Malone took, led to Callum Styles' equaliser, was, was a soft free kick, and that the home crowd being so. Fired don't, up in influence the referee. Don't, I, in, don't fucking write that in the paper. Please don't. Ta- the amount of times I've seen referees come down and let GBH go because they've got to be strong <laughs> at the thing. Do not write shit like that in the paper about us being free kick. It, it was a free kick. It was a foul. It was a salt. Right. That's it. <laughs> and so anyway, that Bobby Madley, who refereed the game on Saturday, has just been um, uh, added back to the Premier League list. Was he? After f- yeah, but he three went or off four the years, Norway didn't eat a referee or something, and uh, yeah, we didn't. He, yeah, didn't he get sacked for something for making some inappropriate remarks about yep. disabled kids or something? Buggered off to Norway, kept his nut down, and has then come back. But then again, you yeah, yeah, needed a strong referee on Saturday to be yeah. quite honest, because. It was boiling, wasn't it? Anyway, well, Richard still wore atmosphere, wasn't it? No, it was a proper atmosphere. Richard says the noise levels were the best they've been down the den this season, and that ferocity arguably coaxed Andrew Madley, Madley into giving some decisions in the host's favour. Well, long may that continue, I say, Richard, because that's that's what we go to Millwall for. Um, <laughs> Malone, he mentions Scott Malone. We've, we've touched on Scott Malone um, and his, his game on Saturday. I just want to mention, um, as, as Richard does here, just to close his boys, uh, Tyler Bury coming off the bench. Um, he does look like he's going to carve out a role in as that impact sub to use that awful modern term because when he started, which hasn't been terribly often, but maybe Gary Rowett sees the way it might go. He hasn't looked half as effective to start as he does when you know, he comes in with X amount of minutes to go, i.e. Saturday, for example. He reminds me so much of a young Paul Ifield, doesn't he? Yeah. It's just, it's just a very, very, I mean, it's very similar um, type of, they score the chances they shouldn't score and they, they miss the chances they should. It's, it's, um, he just reminds me, like, he, even sort of his mannerisms, it's sort of like, it's kind of similar and his work off the ball needs to improve and there's loads of little things that he needs to very, do. Very, very, as, as talented as Paul I feel, I think. He's a very yeah, skillful I mean, boy. Absolutely. I mean, when he's got the ball at his feet, you, you can feel people think, oh, what's he going to do next? Like, there is so so much unpredictability about him and I don't even think he knows what he's going to do next, to be honest. He sort of works, he's, he's got a very sort of very modern dribbling style where he sort of opens his body up. He's got a really low centre of gravity where he can go past people either side. Just so effortless that over sort of 10, over 5, 10 yards, he just gets that ball and, go, and goes and drifts. And I mean, 
uh, the finish that he put in for the for the goal was probably his worst yet at the sort of three or four chances for the, for the yeah, winner. But, yeah, he kind of yeah, scuffed but, it slightly, didn't it? But, so, um, but I'll I'll take it all day long. But I, I generally I generally love watching him and Mason Bennett on the pitch at the same time. That would that would be my that would be my dream front three as we were. Fury on one side, Bennett on the other, and Bradshaw up front. But uh, if I can't get them all all together at the same time, and we keep winning games, I'll I'll, I'll accept it because at the moment everything that Mister Rowett is doing, it's, it's, I, I feel like I I feel like I'm on a converted for Jesus. I feel like. I feel like <laughs> Harry, I feel like, still back. <laughs> no, if he goes back to five at the back, I might, mate. But at the moment, I, I don't. I can't say anything's wrong. I feel like I feel like he has led me with loaves and fishes. He has, he has performed a miracle in front of my eyes. And now I am a believer. I'm on the bus to Damascus. We are, um, we are on the railway train. It's taken five years, but Harry's seen the light. Hallelujah. <laughs> We're on the railway train. We're on the railway train. It's, 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 a, it's a fucking express. We're on Gordon on fucking the Isle of Sodor. We're going to the Premier League. <laughs> We standardly finish better than we start. This season we've started a lot better than what we normally do. There is less to do in the second half of the season. And 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 realistically, going back to your earlier point about January, if Berylson don't back him now, I mean, if you're the manager, and I think he's one of his biggest critics, but if you don't back him in January and you're where we are. Say say we get there and we're sick, right, for argument's sake. If you don't back him with what he wants then, like, when are you ever going to go for it? You've got to fucking go for it. Like, you can't not go for it in January. Like, you just can't. It's just, it's there. There's no outstanding team. There's no Leeds. There's no, there's no Norwich of a couple of years ago. There's no Fulham. You've got to fucking go for it. This is our time. Well, I, I, is I, our yeah, time. it's all to play for this. Season. I hope he's I'll listening. That, yeah. I hope he's listening yeah. out there. Steve, give me a score prediction for Saturday, mate. Close the show. Um, playing a team in the bottom of the division. Well, rock, that's rock a, bottom. Yeah, um, we've, we've got We're to be winning. Form. We've got to be winning two or three nil in my book. Okay, you could, you, that's, that's your score prediction. Two or three nil. Uh, but that's what I was. I would expect. Yeah. That's it. okay. Um, H, give me a score prediction, mate. Saturday. Uh, one nil, Millwall. Jake Cooper. Okay, nil. I'm going to give you two scores. It's either going to be... <laughs> Get off the fence! It's either going to be 3-0 to Millwall or 1-0 one one to Millwall. 1-0 to Millwall. Because one of those places that we're going to a team at the bottom of the league, yeah? And it's Millwall. Yeah. And we're Millwall. Yeah, yeah we we're are on Millwall, the roll. Yeah, yeah? It's true. Five. We're probably taking the most away fans we've taken all season anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're nothing just... going to go wrong there, is there? <laughs> no. Well, I'm I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to call it a win, and I, I think I favour uh, your your call, Steve. I think we should win it. I think we will win it. Uh, one nil, two nil. Take your pick. But I think we I think we'll get three points up there, and the Rowett train will continue on to its next stop. Um, yeah. Gentlemen, I really want to say thank you for joining the show. Um, when I started recording this, I felt like I was talking to myself in my spare room. But uh, <laughs> gradually, everyone joined, and it, it was a good, good show. So thank you, Steve. Really appreciate it, uh, mate. Pleasure. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. From, from uh, you know, clearly you're not well, mate. Uh, I do appreciate you joining the show. 
Yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm actually lying in bed. I'm that bad. I've not got up since Sunday, so we'll get there. There's an image for all the ladies listening to the show out there. Neil's lying in bed. Um, and thank you to you too, Harry. All the best no, to you, mate. No problem. Pleasure as always. Thank you very much. And thank you as ever to you too, dear listeners. Until the next edition of Actong Millwall. Hmm. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.